This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Dr. Marasmian with the news. First, the headlines. A training center on F-16 fighter jets for Ukrainian pilots will be established in Romania. The European Parliament votes today the resolution challenging the legality of Austria's veto regarding Romania's accession to the free travel Schengen area. And Romania's football champions Farul Constanza play at home against Sheriff Teraspol from the Republic of Moldova in the first preliminary round of the Champions League. NATO reiterated the fact that Ukraine will become a member of the alliance, said the NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg at the Vilnius summit. However, the moment of accession and the conditions that need to be fulfilled by Kyiv have not been established. The leaders of the NATO member states decided to simplify Ukraine's accession procedures and to boost the total support that the alliance will continue to provide to Kyiv in the war to free the territory occupied by Russia. Yes, Stoltenberg announced that the decisions of the Allies change Ukraine's accession from a two-stage process to a single-stage one, ensure that the Ukrainian military will continue to receive support and that the Ukrainian officials will have a seat at the table of discussions through the formation of a new NATO-Ukraine Council. Attending the meeting, Romania's president, Klaus Johannes, stated that Romania will obtain a consolidation of NATO's eastern flank and increased attention for the Black Sea area, including for the neighboring Republic of Moldova. Today, a meeting of the North Atlantic Council at the level of heads of state and government is scheduled in Vilnius, in the presence of Sweden as a guest, and of the partners from the Indo-Pacific region, Australia, South Korea, Japan, and New Zealand. Vilnius is also hosting the first meeting of the NATO-Ukraine Council in a new format. More on this issue after the news. A coalition made up of 11 states will begin to train Ukrainian pilots to fly F-16 fighter jets in August in Denmark, while a training center will also be set up in Romania. We hope that we will be able to see results at the beginning of next year, Denmark's Interim Defense Minister Troelslund Poulsen told reporters on the sidelines of the NATO summit in the Lithuanian capital Vilnius. NATO members, Denmark and the Netherlands, led an international coalition effort to train pilots and support staff, maintain aircraft, and eventually supply Ukraine with F-16s. Belgium and Luxembourg will also participate in this program, supported by the US, while France and Great Britain are providing assistance. The air forces of the latter and Luxembourg 
do not own F-16 aircraft. Currently, Romania has 17 F-16 aircraft and will acquire another 32 from Norway. The European Parliament will vote today the resolution based on a petition filed by the Romanian civil society, which challenges the legality of Austria's veto regarding Romania's accession to the Schengen area. MEP Vlad Gheorghe, a member of the Renew Europe political group, said that if it passed, the resolution would legally establish for the first time that what happened to Romania and Bulgaria represented discrimination. He emphasized that also, for the first time, compensation is being discussed for the financial losses that the two countries have incurred, as well as for environmental losses. The European Commission will be obliged to subsequently evaluate the losses incurred due to Austria's veto and to propose legal mechanisms by which Romania and Bulgaria will be compensated. We remind you that at the end of last year, in the Justice and Home Affairs Council, a unanimous decision failed to be adopted in relation to the entry into the Schengen area of the two EU member countries, after Austria and the Netherlands opposed it. The Austrian Chancellor Karl Nehammer motivated his country's stand by bringing into question the illegal migrants who arrived in his country many of whom would have come through Romania and Bulgaria, as he claimed, although the data is contradicted by the authorities in Bucharest. In turn, the Netherlands stated that it supported Romania's accession, but not together with that of Bulgaria. Romania's football champions Farul Constanza meet today at home Sheriff Tiraspol from the Republic of Moldova in the first preliminary round of the Champions League. The return match takes place in a week's time. If it is eliminated in the first preliminary round, the team coached by the great former Romanian international footballer Gica Haji will continue in the Conference League. Three other Romanian teams are already present in this competition. In the second preliminary round, Cefere Cluj, the team with the highest coefficient in the UEFA ranking, ensured its presence for the sixth consecutive year in the European Cups and will meet Adana Demirspor from Turkey. And that's the news from Bucharest Read Romania International. NATO leaders have agreed in Vilnius to simplify Ukraine's accession to NATO and provide additional military and logistical support for Kyiv. But the time of accession and the conditions to be met have not been established yet. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Sorin Titus Jordan. NATO will extend an invitation to join the alliance to Ukraine when members agree and conditions are met, said NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg at the end of the first day of the NATO summit in Vilnius. The statement comes as Moscow warned that Ukraine's accession to NATO is very dangerous for European security while NATO members declared Russia the most important and direct threat to the security of the Allies and the peace and stability of the Euro-Atlantic area. Jens Stoltenberg. We reaffirmed that Ukraine will become a member of NATO and agreed to remove the requirement for a membership action plan. This would change Ukraine's membership path from a two-step process to a one-step process. 
We also made clear that we will issue an invitation for Ukraine to join NATO when allies agree and conditions are met. This is a strong package for Ukraine and a clear path towards its membership in NATO. The NATO Secretary-General added that the package of actions meant to bring Ukraine closer to NATO also contained two other elements. On the one hand, a new multi-annual assistance program to ensure the transition from Soviet-era standards, training and doctrines to NATO standards to help rebuild the security and defense sector and meet critical needs such as fuel, demining equipment and medical consumables, and on the other, the creation of a new NATO-Ukraine Council to act as a forum for crisis talks and decision-making and where NATO and Kyiv will meet as equals. Romanian President Klaus Johannes said Romania was looking forward to the moment when Ukraine becomes an allied country and recalled that the Vilnius summit is important for Romania. The adoption of regional defence plans are a central element that will allow for an effective NATO response to two major threats, he said, Russia and terrorism. Romania will obtain the further consolidation of the eastern flank. Romania will obtain a regional plan for the Black Sea region. And Romania will have a very concrete plan for the brigade that is already stationed here as a battle group all of which are very important measures. And I believe Romania will obtain even more, more attention being paid to the Black Sea region, including to Moldova, which is very vulnerable, not to mention the situation of Ukraine, with which we stand united, ready to help, and looking forward to the moment when it becomes an allied state. Romania's president also hailed the agreement between Sweden and Turkey and said it marks much-awaited progress with respect to Sweden's accession to NATO. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bills at the microphone. A new edition of the Romanian Football Championships, known as the Super League, begins on Friday with the best 16-11s vying for the title. The competition will have two parts. The first consists of the football season per se, when all the sides will be playing each other. The first half of the season, which kicks off this weekend, has 15 legs and is due to end in November. The second half, with the same number of legs, will end in March next year. The first six sides at the end of the first season will be meeting in the playoffs for the title of champions and for a place in the European Cups. They will be playing against each other during the first five legs then they will meet again for the return matches. The champion side will go into the preliminaries of the Champions League and the runner-up into the Conference League preliminaries.
The third side in the ranking will be playing the best side in the playout for a place in the Conference League. What is known in Romania as the playout competition will bring together the sides on the 7th to the 16th positions at the end of the football season. They will be playing each other in nine legs. The first two sides will play a time match and the winner will be taking on the third side in the playoffs for a place in the Conference League's preliminaries. The sides on the 9th and the 10th positions in the playout will demote to the second Romanian Football League, while those on the 7th and 8th positions will be playing a time match against those on the 3rd and the 4th positions in an attempt to remain in the Super League. The Super League's latest champion is Farul Constanța, which will first take on Hermannstadt in Sibiu, central Romania. The newly promoted Ocelul Galați will be playing UTA from Arad, while Poliash will be up against CFR Cluj on the latter's home turf. Dinamo Bucharest on their own turf will be playing Universitatea Craiova. In the end, we remind you that you can revisit this report on the internet at rri.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to Florin Riste and his song April. De câte ori n-ai avut curajul să fii văzut Poate un gest, un cuvânt ar fi schimbat ceva De câte ori n-ai putut să fii destul numai mult Atunci poți fi tot ce ai vrut, rămâi în pielea ta Lumea se așteaptă să nu-i zâmbești atunci când doare Să vezi că suntem toți la 
listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today Hello and welcome to our sociology feature. I'm Kalin Kotsoyu. Teenage mothers have 10% of all births in Romania. At the same time, 45% of births in the EU by girls under 15 occur in Romania, which beats every European measure in this index. This data comes from the Save the Children organization in a report that also makes the link between the level of education and the age of girls in disadvantaged rural communities who give birth. 85% of under-18 mothers and pregnant women are school dropouts, and most drop out before getting pregnant. One out of ten admits that they have never been to school, and three-quarters of them stopped going to school before eighth grade. What is also very worrying is that four out of ten mothers or expectant mothers do not access other medical services during their pregnancy than the family physician. One-third of future young mothers say that they never had a medical checkup, the main reason being lack of money. Half of their families have a monthly revenue of about 200 euro. At the same time, 80% of them have never used contraceptives, mostly for lack of information. These statistics from the Save the Children Foundation also show that three-quarters of the minors who give birth or are pregnant have relatives or acquaintances that gave birth while under 18 years of age. Also, one-third of them are themselves the daughters of minor mothers. As an example, in Salaj in the northwest of the country, dozens of girls are supported by a special program built by a special working group created at the county level. With this program, minor mothers get medical, social, and education programs in order to integrate better into society. Here is Violeta Milash, director of the Social Services and Child Protection Department of Salaj. Majoritatea din mediul rural, mediul rural în care aceste tinere, aceste mame minore nu au documente de... Most of them are from the countryside. It is an environment in which these young women or children, these minor mothers, lack identity papers, birth certificates. Their families are gone elsewhere. When they go to the hospital to give birth, there is no birth certificate or ID papers. Registering a child is no problem. Based on these families' culture and education, giving birth at this age is normal. We had to first teach them some basic things related to hygiene and then try to get them to manage to raise their own children. In communities where there are trained social workers and community physicians, that is where we see results in the sense that they are monitored that they are taught certain things, and the situation of these mothers gets easier. In Bucharest, the Ministry of Health reinstated a year ago, after a long absence, a structure to deal with the health of mothers and children. 
They are also working on setting up 200 integrated community centers nationally, placed in areas with vulnerable populations, offering them both medical and social services. However, as Health Minister Alexandru Rafila confirmed, in order for young mothers and expecting girls to have access to medical and social services, central authorities have to be in partnership with local ones. Minister Rafila also believes that education is essential and that the number of underage pregnancies would reduce if school would be more prevalent and if health education would become a permanent part of the curriculum. Cred că problema principală este legată de accesul la educație și în secundar, dar nu ca și importanță I believe that the main problem is access to education. And next but not least, because they stem from one another, access to health education. Access to health education is very important. It is multidisciplinary. It does not necessarily have to do with sex education. And we have to avoid being stuck only in this area, that of sex education. We have a new Minister of Education, and I am convinced that a solution can be found so that health education becomes an obligatory subject, adapted for all ages as part of the curriculum. However, we cannot have health education if these kids don't go to school in the first place. I think it has to do with a cultural background. They are often a part of minority groups, vulnerable groups which traditionally married their children at young ages, who as a result will have children themselves. That was Health Minister Alexander Rafila. In July 2022, Romania passed a law regarding the introduction, starting in 8th grade, of health education classes that children can attend with their parents' approval. According to Presidential Advisor Diana Paun, this health education is a priority because it is a filter through which an opportunity is offered to present and future generations as an opportunity to make informed and responsible decisions. Within health education, sex education is a minor component which has the potential to change these sad statistics, not to call them grim. In the countryside and isolated communities, there is the greatest need for a functional network of medical services, sex education, family planning services, and the National Plan for Recovery and Resilience made this a priority. One major pillar of the plan is investing in refurbishing and restoring family planning values in vulnerable regions. You have been listening to Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Visit Romania. Hello and welcome to our travel feature. I am Kalinko Tsoyu. The town of Vama Buzauli came into existence around the year 1700, the name coming from the customs point that was located in the area of the sources of the Buzo River in the pass between Transylvania and Wallachia. If in the past the inns in the area were used as the resting points by travelers in transit, nowadays the guest houses are booked by tourists looking for an active holiday or relaxation in the middle of nature. 
We found out from Tiberiu Nicolae Kirilash, the town's mayor, the reasons why Vama Buzoli has become the eighth and most recent ecotourism destination in Romania. Vama Buzoli is a locality situated at the foot of the Chukash Mountains in the Carpathian Arc in the southeast of Brasov County. It is a mountain area which is unpolluted at the moment, extremely clean, and which we wish in the future to be left to our descendants at least the way we found it. That is why, after 2018, when the municipality of Vama Buzoli received the title of Tourist Resort of Local Interest, we worked together with those from the Ministry of Tourism and the representatives of the Romanian Ecotourism Association for Vama Buzoli to become an ecotourism destination. In June this year, Vama Buzoli was certified as the eighth ecotourism destination in Romania. It fully deserves this title, given the fact that Vama Buzoli is a quiet area, where the meadows, for example, are currently ecologically certified by authorized agents. When I say that Vama Buzoli is an unpolluted area, I mean both the clean air that we have here but I also mean the fact that we don't have any kind of industry. There is no industrial waste. We have clean water, clean air, and a quiet area. Since tranquility is highly valued in Vama Buzoli, motorsports are prohibited. As such, we can enjoy a clean, quiet area where we can recharge our batteries, so to say. But there are also some recommended activities for tourists, says Nicolae Kirilash, the mayor of Vama Buzoli. First of all, everyone should visit the Vala Zimbrilor Reserve. Since 2008, we have had this beautiful reserve in the locality that has grown not only by the number of aurochs or bisons it has, but also by the number of other species of animals it hosts. At the same time, the number of visitors also increased. We have an average of 70,000 visitors annually, which shows that this reservation attracts people to Vama Buzoli. In addition to the Oroch Reserve, of course, we have the famous Urlatuara waterfall, and we have the local riding center where you can take riding lessons. And we also have campsites for tents and caravans. You have been listening to Visit Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to Trei Sudest and their song Waves.
listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next in the program here is Truly Romanian. I'm Eugen Nasta. Oh, oh, oh. 
You have been listening to the first song Oltenia-based traditional music vocalist Maria Dragomiroyu recorded in her career. Next stop in the program, here is yet another successful song from her repertoire. Mai neicuță, că te necăjesc am rău Că nu vreau nici în căruță, nici în teleguță zău Vrei să știi de o vară întreagă, te iubesc, nu te iubesc Te mir că-ți rămân tot dragă și cum naiba te vrăjesc Eu sunt femeie și n-ai ce-mi face, chiar și dacă eu te cred Te țin mereu ca pe ace, de frică să nu te pierd eu sunt femeie, n-ai ce-mi face, ăsta e secretul meu N-ai să afli niciodată, cum știu să te farmec eu Ce uda frunza pe ram Și acum sunt ca văpaia Ce dogorește prin geam Te întreb cum peste noapte Așa rău te-am zăpăcit Și cum până la urmă, frate Cum am vrut eu a ieșit Eu sunt femeie și n-ai ce-mi face Chiar și dacă eu te cred Te țin mereu ca pe ace De frică să nu te pierd eu sunt femeie, n-ai ce-mi face, ăsta e secretul meu, n-ai să afli niciodată, cum știu să te farmec eu. Voi bărbații, dacă vă știți prea iubiți Parcă de peste voi strechea și alte mândre doriți De-aia că eu te-i ține, când cu dulce, când cu amar Dar ce dragă mi de tine, inima mea știe doar Eu sunt femeie și n-ai ce-mi face, chiar și dacă eu te cred Te țin mereu ca pe ace, de frică să nu te pierd eu sunt femeie, n-ai ce-mi face, ăsta e secretul meu, n-ai să afli niciodată, cum știu să te farmec eu. Coming up next in the program, here is yet another popular song performed by Maria Dragomiroiu.
de-al peste câmpii mai dor și dor Dorule, ale ne treci Peste de-al peste poteci mai dor și Desculți prin mărăcin mai maica mea Greu e mamă singura Fără alinarea ta mai maica mea Foaie verde Măicuță bună, când ieșai seara în grădină, maica mea Și mă legănai pe mână, când era luna mai plină, maica mea Și eu ce mă doare, maica mea Să mă așez la pietul tău Și la bine și la greu, mai maica mea Că doar tu din lumea toată Ai inimioara curată, maica mea Maria Dragomiroiu's career is outstanding And her musical output impressive We end truly Romanian with a famous song from Maria Dragomiroiu's repertoire. Ce să-mi facă 
doar un hoț de vânător, cu Living Romania. Coming up next. Happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a new installment in the Happening in Romania series with me, Lokramiara Simeon. In 2023, the PolyRom Library, one of the most important collections of universal literature in Romania, marks 25 years of existence. Initially coordinated by the literary critic and writer Bogdan Alexandru Stănescu, and later from 2019 by the translator Dan Croitoru, the collection is part of the portfolio of one of the most important post-communist publishing houses, PolyRom. From its setting up until today, Polyrom publishes volumes of contemporary Romanian literature, history, humanities, religion and universal literature through the Polyrom Library Collection, a collection with the highest sales. One of the most appreciated and best-selling writers is J.D. Salinger, an American author best known for his 1951 novel The Catcher in the Rye, whose son, Matt Salinger, was recently in Bucharest to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Polyrom Library Collection. An actor and film producer, Matt Salinger has been, since his father's death in 2010, the executor of J.D. Salinger, who is still as famous for his work and self-isolation. His son also respects his decision to reject fame while making it his duty to promote his father's writings as well. You are listening to Radio Romania International. The event marking 25 years since the creation of the Polyrom Library Collection, coordinated by Dan Croitoru, was venued by the Carturesht Bookstore, which also hosted a dialogue between the Romanian writer Mircea Cărtărescu and Matt Salinger. In the past years, Polyrom has published new translations of Salinger's books. My colleague Cristina Leșcu attended the event and had the following talk with Matt Salinger. Matt Salinger, welcome to Romania and welcome to this uh, encounter with uh, J.D. Salinger's readers. As uh, a preserver and promoter of your father's work, as someone in uh, the audience uh, put it, uh, are you still surprised that so many people around the world, young people and not so young, still like and read your father's books? No, because I, I feel it and see it every day. Um, when I travel, and even when I don't travel, when I get the letters and things, uh, I'm heartened by it because I think my father wrote about what is best of humanity, our capacity to love, our capacity to find beauty, our desire for authenticity and freedom. The themes that were central to his work, I think, are really important for everyone in this world. So. Does it surprise me that his work still strikes a chord in people? No. I'd be really depressed for humanity if they didn't. Of course, uh, during your work as preserver and promoter of Salinger, and probably 
throughout your life you have been asked and you have heard of course comments and interpretations about his biography his life his um, connection between his biography and his work how did you perceive your father uh, apart from all these uh, comments because there is uh, the Salinger of the family and uh, of course the Salinger of the readers he was a terrifically funny man I don't think that would surprise people because his sense of humor comes through in most of his work. But he was uproariously funny. So he was always entertaining to be around. He would always pay attention and really listen to anything I asked him or told him, which I don't think all fathers do. It's something I certainly tried to learn from him and, and be that way with my children. But he was attentive and fun. And I knew if I asked him a, get, a question that I would get a really measured and thoughtful response. And that's maybe rare. I knew I was lucky to have him as a father. So he was not a recluse within the family. He was present. He was not absent within the family as he was uh, uh, from the literary world. To me, not at all, ever. He would work in his working hours. We didn't bother him. But most fathers go to an office or go to a you know, a garage or a place of work, uh, so it, it wasn't that dissimilar. When he was present, he was very, very present. I think, you know, my sister had a different experience and wished he were different in some ways, but she still loved him and took pleasure in him the way I did. Their relationship was more difficult than mine. But her relationship with my mother was more difficult than, than mine also. So it, he was a wonderful father, and I couldn't have imagined having a, a better one. So his reclusiveness can be explained by the fact that he wanted to concentrate on his work and on his family. So there is no um, <laughs> enigma here or no mystery. He didn't want to live in New York City and have all his friends be in the publishing business or other writers. He wanted to be away from all that where he could concentrate and do his work. I think it was an added benefit that he felt he would thus be able to protect his family from some of the world, quote unquote, he didn't buy into, and to try to create his own little world in his corner of New Hampshire. I feel lucky that I shared that with him for a number of years before I, you know, grew up. Uh, you've mentioned uh, a bit earlier the fact that now you're working on his unpublished works. I'm sure that you're not able to divulge anything, but is there a connection between what he wrote during um, his final years and what he wrote, what he published so far? Sure, they're, they're all written by the same man. <laughs> Apart from that, the same themes, uh, probably. I really don't want to talk about them, not because it's a great secret or because I want people to discover them and uh, for themselves and have that experience of discovery that you have when you come across a, a piece of art and get what they each will get out of it individually like it or hate it or you know whatever i don't want to guide people in any direction or say anything about it that will form certain expectations i, I really want people to come to it the work with a clean slate how would you summarize in one word or maybe a few words uh, your experience of reading salinger what do you think it's the core of his work well 
those are different questions. The answer to the first question, what is my experience, uh, in one word, is enjoyment, with an emphasis on the joy, enjoyment. And the second part of it, the core, I think love. You asked this simplistic question, so I'm giving you a simplistic answer. Uh, uh, if there's one word, you know, he valued love and beauty and kindness and truth, uh, authenticity, um, and he hated phoniness and cruelty and meanness and, and the inauthentic. You read Catcher in the Rye and you read the scenes with Phoebe, or even Mr. Antolini. I mean, there's so much love in that book. I think there's even more in Franny and Zooey. There's, there's many other things. There's m mysticism and spiritualism in, in Franny and Zooey. And, but at its core, I think it's... Love. Yeah. Thank you very much, Max Salinger. Thank so. you. The Romanian Cultural Institute in New York organized a literary event on Friday, June 23rd, which featured the Romanian-American writers Adrian Sinjorzan and William Maas. On this occasion, the two authors launched their most recent books published in America in recent months. Vitali, a Ukrainian-Russian-American story by Adrian Sinjorzan, published at the New Meridian in 2023, and the Bucharest Legacy, The Rise of the Oligarchs by writer William Moss, published at the Ocean View Publishing in 2023. During the event, there was a literary discussion that focused, among other things, on the theme and subject of the two novels, but also on the complexities of the Romanian-American identity of the two writers, the transition from medicine to literature, and the fulfillment of the literary vocation after a successful career in another field. The event was held in English. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From me, Lacramiora Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You're invited to listen to a beautiful traditional song performed by Isabella Tomica, a vocalist hailing from Craiova in southern Romania's Oltenia region. Accompanying Isabella Tomica is a traditional music orchestra from Chisinau, conducted by Nicolae Botgros.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.